Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. This podcast is going to range from anything to do with your mindset hacks to body hacks to workout hacks within the gym from a qualified personal trainer. It's going to be a rocky ride, guys, but this podcast is going to help you focus on learning more about yourself, learning more about your body, and really focusing on how to make the most of this beautiful life we are given. So buckle up and let's get started. Well, hello guys. Welcome back. I took a longer than necessary hiatus, but to be honest, I felt really not myself the last couple of months. I've been feeling just really unconfident, like very anxious. I just didn't feel like my voice needed to be out there at that given point in time. I felt like I needed to take a step back and reassess what I was kind of wanting to do with my life and all of that kind of stuff. So I did and I've really started to take more of a focus on what the point of this podcast is and why I want to continue doing it and if I want to continue doing it the way I've been doing it or if I want to change it somehow. And I've started to really think about what I find helpful to listen to, what I find helpful to read and what I think might actually be helpful to others. There's a lot of information out there in the world that is never put in simplified terms and I think we all get really confused sometimes. So I thought this would be the first episode in rebranding essentially. I think it's time to shift the mindset, shift the thought process and really start working on new ways to really help myself and not and not just that but others as well so with that being said this episode is going to be the first episode in a new series on attachment styles so I've already done an episode very basic on attachment theory before but I think now it's time to actually start going more in depth with it and I decided to start with an an- the anxious attachment style. Just because I think this one is probably the most common one. It's the one I used to identify as. So it does ring true in some aspects for me. Obviously, I'm not an anxious attachment style anymore. But I can get into that later on. Basically, let's start with some background. What it is an attachment style. An attachment style is based off of how you were treated as a child. It's your relationship with your parents, your caregivers, that parental figure, and it's how you perceived those social interactions between you and your caregiver when you were a child. So you're thinking back to when you were a baby, basically. When you were a young child, how your parents treated you, how they were there within your life, those interactions, those social interactions between the two of you, 
or the three of you, depending on if you were a single parent, household, that kind of stuff, will affect what your attachment style is as an adult. So the anxious attachment style is essentially where the child is brought up in a household where the parental figure, the caregiver, let's just call it the caregiver for now to make it more simplified, is inconsistent. So there's inconsistent parenting patterns within the household. This inconsistency makes it difficult for the child to understand what the parent's behavior means and what kind of response they need to be expecting. So there's this sense of mixed signals going on. You could, if your parent is an anxious attachment style themselves, they're going to project that. And often a lot of the times people with this anxious attachment are children of parents with the same attachment. So if you grew up in a house where your parents were all over the show, so emotions up and down, hot and cold, short to temper, you were walking on eggshells a lot as a kid, you don't know what to expect from that. You don't have that security and you don't have that secure attachment to them. This is when the child gets this term that's called emotional hunger. And that's when you seek this kind of emotional, physical closeness with the parent. Sometimes this can also be used in terms of the caregiver as well. Some caregivers with the anxious attachment style as well get this emotional hunger. So they use their child as a form of emotional emotional and physical closeness. Like they use the child to basically make themselves feel more secure about themselves. So let's look at, so that's the background. That's the basic background of it. This might give you a bit of an idea if was my childhood in that kind of sense. Was my caregiver unstable, inconsistent? Could I possibly have an anxious attachment? Now we're looking at yourself. Let's think of the characteristics of an anxious attachment. Someone with this attachment style. Generally, people with an anxious attachment style have a low self-esteem, but they think highly of other people. So you could think so low of yourself, but then other people are in the same like kind of level as you, and you could think that God, essentially. Obviously not to that extreme, but as an idea. You get this strong fear of rejection, abandonment. If anyone that you love rejects you, you often will blame yourself and you will see this often as not being worthy. You won't feel like you're being worthy of love. You won't feel like you're worthy of that person and you will blame yourself for anything bad that happens. So this is the same sense with friendships and romantic relationships. Generally, people with an anxious attachment will always blame themselves first. They'll never look to what the other person did. They'll always look to, oh, I should have done this and this and this. 
People with this attachment are often a bit more clingy than others as well. Adults with an anxious attachment, they often need more constant reassurance that they're loved, that they're worthy, that they're good enough. There is a strong fear of abandonment that may often cause like jealousy, suspicion. Generally, this is in terms of romantic relationships. Then when we look at relationships with an anxious attachment, relationships are often either life-saving for that person or they're life-threatening because you feel like you're on this emotional roller coaster. If an anxious attachment is with the wrong type of person, it actually has a tendency to trigger their attachment. Say, for example, an avoidant attachment. An avoidant attachment is going to push away while an anxious attachment is going to cling. And you get that kind of magnetic effect where one's trying to cling and one's pushing away and you're kind of pushing each other apart essentially. It doesn't really work. And often avoidance, people with the avoidant attachment often trigger people with the anxious attachment so you will find your nervous system is always constantly being triggered. You feel unstable. There'll be moments of clarity in the relationship and stability. And then there'll be like really bad lows. And often those really bad lows are like almost relationship ending. This is in situations where you'll probably break up and then get back together. It'll be this constant up and down battle. And you'll never feel secure. With the anxious attachment style, these people often feel like they're always going to lose somebody's love. They're always feeling abandoned. And this really does stem from your childhood. It stems from how your parents were. If your parents weren't around very much, if they were working all the time, if they were always very busy and didn't have time for you, you're going to always have felt that abandonment as well. And that's going to be something you're constantly going to fear. You're going to get triggered when, say, a romantic partner is inconsistent as well. It's going to trigger you because that's what you grew up with in your childhood. If we think about how anxious attachments are in romantic relationships, they're generally much more sensitive and attuned to their partner's needs because they're often overthinking every situation. They require a lot more affection and validation and they tend to often internalize anything that's to do with a lack of affection and intimacy as them not being worthy. So say your partner doesn't want to hold your hand, doesn't want to kiss you or anything like that, or they're just having an off day, an anxious attachment will automatically think it's their fault. Often they come off very clingy because they're trying to avoid that abandonment that they felt in their childhood. What we can see in romantic relationships are there's certain triggers to look out for. And this is often associated with an avoidant attachment. 
the triggers for an anxious attachment are like dishonesty if their partner's aloof if the partner forgets really important events like anniversaries or plans that they made if their partner's acting too friendly with others sometimes friendly and flirty becomes a bit skewed if they come home late with no communication or they fail to make any form of communication if they cancel dates or meet up this is these are things that are going to trigger anxious attachment because they're always going to think back on what did I do wrong it's never going to be the mindset of oh that person's just you know they just forgot or they just got busy it tends to be this this is my fault mindset this is my fault mindset and this is often very detrimental to their relationships because they then have this low self-confidence this low self-worth and they just want that validation from a partner and often this kind of validation needs to come from themselves this is why for an anxious attachment an avoidant attachment is not the best <laughs> but this is why it makes it very difficult because what you see in dating these days is majority of secure attachment types are often already in relationships and they're often in relationships with either other secure attachments or anxious attachments and how that works is an anxious attachment is never going to let go so they will stay with somebody because they're so anxious and they're so scared of losing that person so a lot of secure people are often in relationships with anxious people already and they're probably never going to leave them what you find is most of the single people nowadays are the avoidant attachment because they avoid that closeness they avoid that security of a relationship they will often be the ones to be in a lot of casual flings and just not really secure themselves so that's what happens when you find sometimes there are single an anxious attachment styles floating about they will often find an avoidant attachment and this is where problems arise because the thing with an anxious attachment is they need a secure attachment not all the time but generally speaking a secure attachment is what's going to it does what it does it helps them feel secure it helps them feel grounded they're going to help regulate the emotions of the anxious and that's what they need when we talk about this emotional regulation we're talking about the two different spectrums there's emotional regulation versus the emotional dysregulation and emotional regulation is this ability to be aware of your emotions it's the ability to observe and modify and adapt to the situations you're in which often anxious attachments can't do they often need time to process to be able to regulate themselves emotional dysregulation is referring to the difficulties with 
the sense of emotional regulation. So you've got that inability to self-soothe and you're, there's this inability to behave in socially acceptable ways when you're triggered. Often when you're triggered, you come across as overly emotional, even if it's like some, say some small little thing. And the problem with this is an anxious attachment struggles to then self-soothe themselves to become more regulated. They will often stay in this emotional mindset for longer than necessary because they have that inability to self-soothe. And now there's, this all sounds like, obviously this doesn't sound like really great, but it's not terrible. Anxious attachments, they do have their positives. You are a very loving, nurturing person. You are always going to have your partner's best interests in mind. That's not a bad thing. You are always going to be open to love. You're always going to be open to wanting to find that person. So don't lose sight of that hope you have. Don't lose sight of those feelings of love and feelings of joy and the fight that you have in you. Because what I can say is the anxious attachment is in my opinion, one of the strongest attachments because you're a fighter. You are going to be that person that is always going to fight for that person. You are always going to fight no matter how the hard it gets. You are going to be scared in a lot of situations. You're going to be anxious in a lot of situations. But you are going to always push through and try and save relationships even if it's at a detriment to yourself, which obviously not the greatest. And what I did want to say is I said at the start that this, I started with this attachment type because it's one that I used to identify as. And for a long time, I used to be an anxious attachment and I could see that in relationships and I could see that with doing a lot of the work I was doing on myself to try and start regulating and self-soothing myself. And what you can see is a lot of people as attachment type does change as they get older, as you go through different aspects of life. I have, my attachment type has changed in the last year due to relationship trauma, relationship stuff I've been through, and now I no longer identify with the anxious attachment because of my past and because of what I've been through. So that being said, that doesn't mean your attachment type can't change. It doesn't mean you can't change to then become a secure attachment because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We all want to be that secure foundation we want to be that secure block for not only ourselves but for our partners in our relationships nobody wants to be on an emotional roller coaster all the time that's draining like life is not that easy as it is and when you're constantly in emotional turmoil it does become hard so that being said 
if I can give any advice to anyone with an emotional, with an anxious attachment that I used to have, do the work, do the work, be single, be single and enjoy your own company, enjoy yourself, take yourself out on dates, give yourself that love and that self-worth because you need to feel that before you invest in someone else because the moment you don't take the time for yourself and you don't take the time to work on yourself is the moment you're going to keep consistently making the same mistakes. You're going to keep repeating patterns and that is what needs to change. If you're an anxious attachment and you're in a relationship, Think of it this way. Every time you get into some sort of emotional state, if you're emotionally dysregulated, if you're triggered by your partner, stop. Just stop for a minute. Take a deep breath. Calm yourself. Think to yourself, I am still here. I'm present. I am within my body. I am okay and take deep breaths and try and self-regulate yourself because you need to learn to be able to self-soothe. You need to learn to be able to control the chaos within your mind so that you don't then become an emotional wreck as it were so that you don't react so harshly to situations and that you can try and get a positive and clear mindset going because the hardest thing and I can say from experience is when you're quick to a reaction and you're triggered by something your partner says and then you react in a bad way and that reaction pushes a wedge even further between you and it's not your fault, but I'm saying how we react to certain things impacts situations, either to its detriment or you end up seeing this person's not right for you. But most of the time it does push people away. And that is why we need to learn to self-soothe we need to learn to self-regulate and we need to realize that at the end of the day we are enough and we are worth it at the end of the day your relationships with everybody else are not more important than your relationship with the, with yourself that is what I want everyone to realize your relationship with yourself, how you perceive yourself and your self-worth trumps every other relationship. Because at the end of the day, and I want everyone to listen to this carefully, at the end of the day, we came into this earth alone and we will leave this earth alone. You, you don't get to go with somebody else when you die. You are going to be by yourself and you need to be okay while you are living to be with yourself as well. 
because having that love for yourself and that self-worth, you are going to have a much better, more peaceful life than somebody who goes through life needing validation from others. You are not going to be happy. You're going to constantly rely on other people. And that's not going to get you anywhere. Because we did, were not put on this earth conjoined with someone else. We were not put on this earth to need another person. What you need is yourself. And that, to me, is something I have really focused on this year. That not seeking validation from others and that at the end of the day, my love for myself has to be stronger than my love for anybody else. It has to be. Because nobody's coming with me when I'm no longer here. And that is as morbid as it sounds it's true nobody is coming with us we are going at it alone so this is the first episode of my series on attachment styles that was the anxious attachment guys if anybody is an anxious attachment if anybody needs to reach out please reach out for help my dms are always open i'm always happy to have conversations I obviously was this attachment type, so I do know a lot about it. I struggled with it for a very, very long time. And I'm always happy to give any advice I can. I'm obviously not an expert. I still make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. But I do spend a lot of time working on myself. And yes, we are not perfect. And we all break down sometimes. And we all take steps backwards. And that is completely normal. And that is what makes us human. That being said, I am going to leave it here. Um, the next episode, don't know when it's going to be, guys. Um, I'm a bit sporadic at the moment. I'm enjoying having a summer off before uni starts. I have officially finished my third year of my degree. So I've got one year left and then I'll go into the big bad world um so I'm just really taking it a bit easy and just really focusing on being intentional with what I'm doing in life so that means especially with this podcast I want to make sure everything I'm putting out has an intent behind it and it's not just for the sake of other people I'm putting it out because I want to because it's important to me and because I think it's going to help others. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, I hope the rest of the week is great for you. Please, if anyone does have any th input or any feedback or anything they would like me to talk about, my DMs on Insta are always open. And 